Please move out of the way. Please move out of the way of the 100-year-old house. <sighs> She's making moves, people. We're bringing down signs. We're moving at one mile an hour. She's making moves. Get out of the way. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Giving You Everything. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to hang out today, I guess. I guess if that's what you want to call this. Today, I wanted to talk about moving at your own pace and the importance of doing so. A lot of times in life, we find ourselves in situations where we're being pushed to do things before we're ready or pushed to do things in a way that we're not ready to do. And I thought about this recently because I was watching the local news, like the 65-year-old grandma that I am. Love to watch the local news in the middle of the day especially. And there was this news story about a 100-year-old house in San Francisco that was moving to a new location. This house is one of those historic, if you've ever been to San Francisco, they have a lot of these really beautiful old Victorian houses where they're made out of wood, but there's a lot of intricate details. It's almost, it looks exactly like a gingerbread house that a vampire would live in. <laughs> and there's a lot of like carvings and swirls and details on the banisters and columns. And I'm not sure what the technical term is, but the edging, the eaves, maybe the eaves of the roof and around the windows. They're really gorgeous. They're really fun. And this particular house was moving six blocks from her home of a hundred years to her new destination. And when I saw this story, I instantly had like a soul connection with this house and it's not because I like to pretend like I'm an old lady or tell people that I'm an old soul but I felt like this was a really great metaphor or sign from the universe about taking things at your own pace and navigating change which we've all had to do in the last year and all continue to do even in a normal year we're expected to navigate change so I wanted to talk about this house <laughs> So exciting, I know. Get ready, people. Beep, beep, beep. the first thing I wanted to talk about is learning that you shouldn't force yourself to do things that you're not ready to do. Anything that you're forced to do will obviously happen, but it'll never be smooth. And I think everyone has a story about 
dealing with this exact experience. I am a big believer that change doesn't happen unless you've made a decision to change. Like your body can physically manage the change, but if your mind's not bought in, it's going to be difficult and your mind will actually put up obstacles or you'll see these obstacles that will just seem so difficult and annoying and insurmountable. And it's really more than just like taking action physically. You're you have to be in the right headspace. If you walk into any situation thinking that you're not ready, of course you'll fail. And you'll it's almost like, you know, in Harry Potter, it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy. It could have well, I won't put any spoilers in here, but it could have been Harry. It might not have been Harry, but because everybody had decided that it was, I think I'm getting a little too vague. The point is, is that people had bought into the prophecy and then Harry became the one. So the mind is powerful and can actually help shape your reality. You know, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Or if you believe it, it'll happen. Ask, believe, receive. When I think about this particular lesson, I think about times in which people have forced me to open up about my feelings. Oh, I hate to do it. And it's not because I'm not in touch with my feelings. I believe that is what some would call being emotionally unavailable. I just have this philosophy that my feelings, my thoughts and opinions are very valuable because I value myself. And she forgot to mention that you have to work for her time and opinions, although you're getting them for free right here. And I also value other people's time, so I like to be the listener in a conversation. Says the girl talking to herself. I feel like I've come across a lot of people in my life who forced me to like say things even though I didn't want to just so that they could feel comfortable. And I fall for it every time because I'm such a people pleaser. (laughs) Dang it. But... I want to say that, you know what, something that I've learned is the fact that people who force you to do things for their own benefit, even if it seems like it's something as innocuous as talking about your feelings, those people, they're not paying attention to you or listening to what you're saying or thinking about what you're actually saying or what you actually want. All they're looking for is something that they want to get out of you. And I just, I honestly just hate when this happens. I fall into this trap where I don't want other people to feel bad because they want validation. And then I give in and I tell them and it's honestly like whatever it is that's on my mind isn't that big of a deal. But the point is, is that I told them when I didn't want to. And I always feel robbed. I feel robbed and then I feel angry afterwards. Like, why did I let my people pleasing allow me to give things that were supposed to be mine and for me away to other people just because they felt insecure? Clearly, she's very emotionally available, just not available to you. I don't know. This is making me seem like a villain. The point is, is that you don't owe it to anybody to tell them your thoughts. Your your mind is your own. You know what I mean? And you don't owe it to anybody to tell them anything you don't want to. And so the minute you do, don't fall into that trap. Don't be a people pleaser like me. And don't force yourself to do things that you're not ready to do. Like, 
I'm just mad. I'm mad just thinking about it. (laughs) How it relates to the house. Duh. Well, she was moving at her own pace and she was not doing anything that she wasn't ready to do. Apparently it had taken like years and years and months and thousands of millions of dollars. Like I... I looked up the facts, but I totally forgot them. But the point is, is that it took a lot of effort planning and preparing for the move. And so this house, she was ready. This is what she wanted to move six blocks away at one mile an hour. So don't let anybody force you to do things before you're ready to. to the next topic. Take down signs and follow your own path. So something that the house was doing, I guess I should have explained that another part of the move that made it so complicated and difficult was that folks who were involved, I guess construction people, the contractors, the movers, they had to take down all of these major street signs. They closed down the street, obviously. And then they also had to take down street signs because they had basically lifted the house up off of the foundation and put it on like an open bed of an 18-wheeler, like the kind of truck you would see that transports shipping containers. And then they were like taking her down a very major street in San Francisco. And because she was so high up, they would have to stop every few minutes and have guys in cherry pick unscrew the clamps on these street signs and take them down so they wouldn't scrape the sides of her body or her face. Ugh, gruesome. When I saw that and I just thought about this lesson about being wary of dubious signs, I always think of Beauty and the Beast, the animated 1996. Is it 1996? The animated Beauty and the Beast movie. Belle, the main character, and her father is traveling to a convention. He's on his little horse, Philippe, and of course they are traveling through a very spooky ooky forest, and they reach a fork in the road, of course, when it's like in the dead of night, and there's like creepy fog everywhere. They see this sign that like points in all kinds of different confusing directions, and the father insists on going down one road, and Philippe is like, absolutely not. And he forces Philippe down this path, and then they end up like in a very tricky situation, which eventually leads to his capture, but you can enjoy that journey on your own time. But the point is, is that there is a scary signpost and sometimes I feel like there are these signposts that get put up in the form of people's advice or people's expectations or people's actions that we think that we have to follow. And I've had a lot of adults use confusing language or feedback. It's usually framed as feedback for your own good. And then you walk away feeling embarrassed. I think the worst part of it all is that you decide never to speak of again, which is pretty detrimental. Honestly, what I've started to realize is that if someone is truly in your corner and intent on guiding you, then even when they deliver hard news or constructive feedback, you should never walk away from a conversation feeling lost or confused or like a dumbass for even asking. 
And so I feel like those are the kind of signposts that are actually in your way, are scraping at your soul. I know I'm getting really aggressive with my word choice, but those are the kinds of signs that you should take down. Take them down. You don't want them dimming your light in any way. People who are really in your corner will support you. So take down any signs that are in your way and follow your own path. that we're not alone you are not oh wait that's the wrong one change is difficult (laughs) i'll get to you are not alone in a minute but change is difficult everyone knows this i think the house made it really clear because of all the planning it took all the people it took to execute the physical move and how long it took took hours three days later And she was moving six blocks at one mile an hour. Like, I'm not over it. Moving homes after 100 years is definitely a difficult kind of change. And some people are good with change, but most people, I would say, are not. Especially over time, change is something that I don't know I'd say that I'd struggle with, but I feel like my body certainly doesn't like it. In some respects, I feel like your mind gets used to accepting the fact that change exists but it still never gets any easier and you know I've come across a lot of people in my life who are like I embrace change I love it I love it I love it I don't I don't trust those people at all not for a minute my body resists change I'll give you an example I was staying in this lodge there were a bunch of cozy little cabins very cute and very homey I had no reason to be afraid (laughs) I bet you know it's coming. But I was staying by myself (laughs) when it was time to go to bed. I, of course, got a little nervous. The bed all of a sudden felt very large and the room all of a sudden felt very dark. And my mind was like, I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if we will be falling asleep here tonight. And so I just decided, you know what, we have to sleep because that's important and that's what I want for myself and for us, my dear body. And so I fully slept with the lights on. Yes, I am a grown, grown person. There was no nightlight. I didn't even turn on the bathroom. You know, like sometimes you could turn on the bathroom light and leave the door open a crack. That just wasn't cutting it. And I fell asleep like that. And I'm not ashamed to say it because sometimes you just need a way to ease into change and take those baby steps. It's not a matter of can't or don't. Eventually you do, but your body will usually tell you like, I'm not sure about this. I think there's nothing wrong with taking baby steps. As long as you're leaning into that change, if that means sleeping in a hotel with all the lights on, then do it (laughs) because change is difficult. Okay.
Number five, you are not alone. You are not alone. And now you got a little bit of that. I feel like the other intro was better. But it really struck me that this news story was about a house in San Francisco. And let me tell you, I saw this on a broadcast on a local news affiliate thousands of miles away from San Francisco. That's right. That was the biggest indicator that, I mean, first of all, it's pretty unusual. It's an unusual story. It's an unusual occurrence. But also, this house was having an experience that everyone else was having, feeling like they're stuck somewhere and not really sure how to move forward. And the fact that this little old house was taking these very slow steps and eventually reached her goal seemed like a very inspiring message. The bar for inspiration feels a little low. I want to say that most people might feel like here I am in my quarter life crisis, like you're stuck in some kind of sludge and looking out at other people's success. (laughs) Wrong substance, but same vibe. But those successful people probably also feel like they're moving through sludge. The important part is that you're moving. You might be moving at one mile an hour. You're not the only one. I think there's a lot of pressure, especially given how fast things happen in our world, to just see instant overnight results. Like, I want it now, now, now. You're not alone in wanting that and feeling frustrated that it doesn't happen. Just move at your own slow pace. And don't worry about other houses on your block. You're headed where you're headed to. And we're not worried about other people's destinations. reflecting on this small and mighty house that could's journey, the hundred-year-old house in San Francisco, and I feel like maybe this hundred-year-old house is all of us. I feel like this house is all of us. What did she call me? I know. I There's your hallmark moment for the episode. No, don't do me like that. But just a reminder... From the 100-year-old house, that is. Don't force yourself to do things if you don't feel ready to. Do them in your own way because that's going to lead to the greatest success. And be discerning of who you take advice from. Be wary of those misleading signposts, if you will. And just remember that change is difficult. We have to deal with it all the time. It's not going away and you're not alone when you're dealing with change. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you liked this episode, let me know at givingyoupodcast at gmail.com. If you had a good time, please subscribe, share the show with your friends and leave us a rating wherever you're listening in from. And until next week, be the biggest, baddest, surest, and slowest hundred-year-old house you can be because you deserve it. I don't know. That's a bad phrase, but just remember. 
You are not alone. Until we talk again. Okay, bye.